0: Time now for the nightcap. Who are you talking to right now? Do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Do you know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going into work? A business big enough that it could be listed on the NASDAQ goes belly up, disappears. It ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right. Our first post, it's our first post Antonio Brown era nightcap here on WGR. Quick, brief show tonight, just a half hour. We got Bandits at Philadelphia tonight here on WGR. Uh, So get your calls in now. Last reaction of the day to Antonio Brown reportedly nixing a trade to the Bills after what happened last night. After it seemed like he was on his way to becoming a Buffalo Bill, according to Ian Rappaport, he is not. And here we sit, uh, just under 24 hours later, and Brown is still on the Steelers and... The trade discussions continue with other teams. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. You got about twenty five minutes to get in on the conversation if you want to do so. Um, tomorrow, of course, if you can't get in today, tomorrow sports talk Saturday starting at eleven o'clock will be your next opportunity. So, just to recap, I was here last night and I got to experience about a half hour of the Bills actually. Having Antonio Brown, like, I got to be on the air, and I got to feel and think about for 30 to 45 minutes a universe where Antonio Brown was going to be a Buffalo Bill, and it looked like almost a sure thing. A reporter you trust more than maybe any other in football, um, and really one of the biggest stars in the league coming to the Bills, and it was exciting. It was super exciting, and I feel a little deflated by the whole thing in part because they don't have Brown and they're not going to have Brown. But other parts of me want to give the Bills credit. I never thought for a second they'd be interested in that that player. After all that's happened there in Pittsburgh for the last three, four months, I never thought the Bills' process, culture, Team like team over talent. I don't want the not necessarily along team over talent, but you know what I'm you know what I'm driving at. He just didn't seem like their type of guy, and they decided, hey, we're gonna do it anyway, and that we're gonna shoot our shot and we're gonna go for it. And by all accounts, it seems like he was going to be here if he agreed to. If Brown wanted to become a Buffalo Bill, it seemed like he was going to be a Buffalo Bill, or even if he was okay with it. I don't know. I think I'm I think I've got to give the Bills credit for it. One thing that I think is fair to criticize them for since Bean and McDermott took over, was that they did not value the wide receiver position. Watkins, rightfully so I would say. They shipped him out. That's the still to this day is the most talented receiver that Sean McDermott has had underneath him. I know he didn't make it to a regular season, but through a training camp, through a preseason, Sammy Watkins is still the most talented receiver Sean McDermott has seen to put on a Bills uniform. They've tried Anquan Bolden, and on a much lesser scale, it's a similar situation with him. He, He even came here and tried it on for size, and he didn't want to stay here. Jordan Matthews. Kelvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, the list goes on and on and on of veteran wide receivers the Bills have tried to plug in to be their either receiver one or their receiver two, and it has just failed miserably. The only thing that has really even kind of worked was an undrafted rookie in Robert Foster who they had waived, by the way, a few weeks before, so they're kind of lucky they were able to circle back and get him, but Foster seemed to have worked out. But that's about it, and that had me worried. How they treated the skilled positions, and if you look back on the regime they came from in Carolina, that team was built not on the skilled positions. In fact, they kind of they ignored the skilled positions in Carolina. It was similar. It was big, slow, and not put too much. Try not to spend too many assets on receiver or running back. Benjamin, big, slow, both in Carolina and here in Buffalo. Andre Holmes, big, slow, here in Buffalo. Devin Funchess in Carolina, not a first-round pick, big, slow for a wide receiver. And that trend just kind of kept going and going and going and going, and I was afraid they were going to try to build this whole thing up Without providing Josh Allen a legitimate number one wide receiver. And really, what Brown was and Brown would have been is the complete opposite of any of that. Brown would have been a dedication to having a bona fide number one wide receiver, that would have been giving up assets, draft picks. Money. That would have been Brandon Bean saying, I know who our quarterback is. I know that we've got to get him some help. I know our receivers aren't getting the job done. I'm going and getting the best receiver in football. And I respect that. And I think that the Bills deserve credit for that. Philosophically, that has me optimistic if, if this isn't just a one-off. This isn't just just this it. Just isn't some unique situation that will stop now. I'm optimistic if this leads to the Bills going after another really good wide receiver. That could be the draft. That could be free agency for me. This year, there's really not that guy in free agency. I'm not a huge fan of DK Metcalf, but kind of along the lines of Antonio Brown, if they decide to draft DK Metcalf ninth overall at this point, I respect it. Absolutely, because that is you trying to get a great wide receiver, like an elite wide receiver. And that is one of the things that this team sorely needs. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Let's kick things off here with Tom in Buffalo. And Kyle, if you could punch Tom up for me because my call screener is not working. Tom, what's up, man? You're on the nightcap. Hey, just a quick uh, hypothetical clip I think you'll enjoy. Let's say after all this, Antonio Brown goes to uh, Oakland, like he's saying he wants to or whatever. Uh, hypothetically, Derek Carr is out, you know, injured preseason, whatever. Uh, Oakland's two backup quarterbacks are A.J. McCarron and Nathan Peterman. So Brown can have fun with that one. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Tom, it thanks. makes for the, a good point. He th- th- makes a good point. I mean, that's Peterman and McCarron. Um, that would be a little ironic for sure. I I don't have a problem though, like you can hear the the disdain in Tom's voice there. He's he's not he's not he's upset a little bit. He's upset a little bit that Brown turned the bills down. Rightfully so. Everybody has the right to be annoyed or mad at Antonio Brown. You have the right to boo him the next time he's in the stadium. I'm okay with booing almost anybody. This one definitely counts for sure. But I think. Antonio Brown should have passed on the Bills. Put yourself in his shoes. He's from Miami. He's probably only got three, four years tops left in the league being what he is. Would you want to go to Buffalo, being a guy from Miami, with a quarterback who, let's face it, he had a good rookie year, But he had a good rookie year in large part because he was a way better runner than we thought he was. If you just look at what he was as a passer, if I'm Brown, who's not like some deep analyst, he doesn't work for Pro Football Focus, he doesn't, and he's probably not too familiar with the situation, he wouldn't have known too much about the offensive line, he's just probably going to look at Josh Allen and say, the guy threw 10 touchdowns. I had 15 myself last year. I wouldn't want to sign up for that. I wouldn't want to sign up for all the double teams. Because you know he'd get him here. For sure. He'd easily be their number one weapon. If I'm a defense, I am double teaming Antonio Brown every single play. I don't want to go to a team where throughout my entire lifetime, they've been run first. I don't want to do that. The Bills haven't proven... Enough to lure that player. And it's not on them, and to me it's not on Brown either. I think just the nature of the situation here, it just wasn't going to work. It could have. Brown could have said, I'll come here, I'll try it out. But I don't blame him for not doing it. If I were him, I'd be trying to get, get to Green Bay right now with Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'd be trying to do. I'd be trying to get to a team that I know has a great quarterback. If he ultimately ends up in Oakland, I'll understand it less. If he ultimately ends up in Washington, I'll understand it less. Because those are teams that do not have better quarterback options, in my mind. I'd rather play with Josh Allen than Derek Carr. Now, maybe he wouldn't he wouldn't think the same way. But, I think at least it's debatable, at the very least, at that point. All in all here... This will ultimately come down to Josh Allen. Think about it right now. There are probably a handful of teams in the league that would consistently appear on a player's hypothetical no-trade list. right? Who would the stars in the league, especially talking wide receiver, who would the stars in the league not want to go to in recent history? The Bills are certainly on that list. The Bengals seem to be on that list because it's Cincinnati. The Browns seem to consistently appear on that list. Maybe that'll change now. Jacksonville seems to consistently appear on that list. But you you know who never really comes on that same line of thinking? Like, who's a team that does not get passed on? It's the Green Bay Packers. And Green Bay, like Buffalo, is cold in the winter. It's small compared to other NFL cities. But you don't hear the same kind of stories like this going around there. And why is that? It's not that hard. You're pro- you could probably all get it out there. It's Aaron Rodgers. And Josh Allen... Like, there's so much already riding on him. There's so much pressure on him to be the team's franchise quarterback. The GM's job is on the line with him. The coach's job is on the line with him. The franchise's next five years are on the line with him, really, at least. Because you got to start over if he doesn't work. If Allen hits, if he is great, he is the key to not having this happen again. If Josh Allen becomes great, I'm talking really great. I'm not talking like what Flacco was in Baltimore. Like middle of the road, like Jay Cutler's, Ryan Tannehill's. I'm not Dalton. No, no. I'm talking like really great. Like top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Then we don't have to have these conversations anymore. Because Allen would be the quarterback other teams want to go play with. He could be the key to having the next Antonio Brown say, okay, sure, I'm coming, instead of passing on you. A lot is riding on Allen for this. I don't blame Brown because Allen's not in a position yet to be that player. He's not. But he can get there. And he, if he does get there, then ultimately what I think we're going to have is we are going to have a situation where star receivers will come here. And that has not happened. In a long time. And that hasn't happened in a long time because the Bills have not had a quarterback. That's ultimately what matters. Team Brown, I'm sure like he would probably go to Miami. He would probably go to Arizona. He would probably go to... Who's another southern city that doesn't really have a great quarterback? Tennessee. Mariota's okay, but Tennessee. He'd probably go there. It's just kind of the nature of the situation. The Bills have to be better than those teams because those teams do have an advantage over you. They're bigger cities with warm weather. There will always be players in the league that will pass on you just because you're Buffalo. That's just the nature of the situation here. It's reality. And we can hate those players, and I have no problem hating those players. I have no problem booing those players. If I'm in the crowd, ultimately the next game that Antonio Brown plays in, I will be right alongside everybody else booing him. But it is reality, and I think we have to come to terms that this is just going to happen until you get the bypass, until you get the guy that makes it not matter, and that would be Allen at this point. If he's good enough, then that can make guys forget about the cold weather. That can make guys forget about the snow. I mean, hell, he comes from Pittsburgh. It's not like he's coming from some southern tropical city. He's coming from Pittsburgh. He'll play in the snow if it's worth it. If he's playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's making the playoffs year after year and he's making it to AFC Championship games and he's constantly in division title races. He'll forget about the other stuff. That will happen with players. But the Bills are not in a spot yet to do it because they're just coming up on the rebuild. They're just coming out of the rebuild. And I don't think you can realistically expect a guy like Antonio Brown... To just automatically say, oh yeah, I'll come there. I want them to, but I still think it's understandable that he wouldn't. Because if I were in his shoes, I wouldn't come here either. Putting myself in his shoes would be making myself someone from Miami, by the way. If I were from Buffalo and I was a star receiver, I'm of course coming here. But if I am Antonio Brown and I'm a guy from Miami and I'm trying to get out of Pittsburgh, I would... Probably passed two. The Bills are reportedly interested in another guy for trade, by the way. If you've missed it, Jay Glazer over the past hour or so has reported the Bills are interested in trading for Seahawks pass rusher Frank Clark. If you don't know a lot about Frank Clark, uh, only 25 years old, 13 sacks last season, 9 sacks the year before that, 10 sacks the year before that, and then three in his rookie season starting no games. So pretty good player, and that's an interesting one too, that he would slide in and just – he'd probably be your best pass rusher. He'd be right there with Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes had an insane season. Look at pro football focus has been been all over him the past month because pressures, like percentage of pass rushes where you provided pressure – hughes was elite last season anyways frank clark reportedly is uh on the bills radar that according to jay glazer i'm not sure if he was a high draft pick for the seahawks way back when um but i know he's definitely played a productive role for them and he was a second round pick in 2015 so high enough where it's not even like it matters but he was a second round pick anyways I was so enjoying yesterday and like I, I'm so glad I wasn't asleep for it because that was so exciting. I, I want the bills to really be in on stuff like that more often and it's tough but I'm I'm kind of happy they have a GM. I'm feeling very very good about Brandon Bean today. I'm happy they have a GM that's willing to make deals. And he did it right when he got here. There was that one day he traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby, and I'm just watching ESPN. I've got it on the background, and I'm like, wait, what? They did what? That wasn't on anybody's radar for happening. Watkins, the night before, I think, or it was like recently in the playoffs, had had like two insane drives where Tyrod was strictly throwing to Sammy Watkins, and then it seemed like after all, they were just showcasing him. But – Nope, that wasn't on anybody's radar, and that was exciting. Trades are exciting, and I think they got a GM that's not asleep at the wheel. I'm still not sold on this regime being the right one, but I'm in a good place with them today. They built up the defense last offseason. They need to build up the offense this offseason, and even though they didn't get Brown. It has me feeling optimistic that they know what they need. That they know they need a great wide receiver. They're reportedly interested in uh, Darren Williams. Really good right tackle from the Panthers. I know the Panthers, but that has me feeling like the Bills know what they need on the offensive line. The defense is good. The offense was terrible, historically terrible, for half of the season last year. They are really not that far off. They were a six win team. They are about in the spot where a lot of Bills' regimes have gotten to. Decent, respectable, six, seven wins, but nobody really thinks you're going to make the playoffs. Nobody really thinks you're competing with New England, especially. And that's where the Bills are right now. For them to get over the hurdle that has kind of stopped previous Bills coaches and GMs in their tracks is getting past that in-the-hunt team, getting past that 6-7 win team, getting past being that one-dimensional team. Right? Like, that was what Doug Marone had with Jim Schwartz, an elite defense, but the offense wasn't quite good enough to get them over the hump. That's what Chan Gailey had, right? A really good offense, but the defense just could not keep them in games. Right now, they're at that spot. They've got a good enough defense to make them a 6-7 win team. But you don't get over that hump that the past guys have gotten to unless the offense becomes really good. And they have a ton of work to do, but like I said, them wanting Brown, I'm ready to give them credit for that. Just even trying and failing. I'm ready to give them credit for it. That's all you wanted, right? You wanted them to make the call. I didn't want Brown to get traded and not even have them consider it. Not only did they consider it, to this point, they've come closer than anybody else has. The The next closest frontrunner for Brown to this point, over months of speculation, would be Oakland, and that's just kind of loosely... It's been a loose guess by a lot of people. Only because of what draft picks they have. The Bills basically got the deal done. They just didn't get the player approval. Like They, they were going to have Antonio Brown. They were willing to outbid everybody else. They were going to give up assets that the Steelers have not gotten from anybody else. There's no evidence right now that anyone has offered Pittsburgh more than Buffalo has because nobody else seemingly through all the reporting has come near getting him and the bills came very close. And I don't know if Beckham is available for trade and for, for real in New York. Should I start th- thinking differently about the bills here? Because they went in on Brown. I'd have to at least expect they would make the call. Maybe you'd get to the same destination where Beckham would just say, hey, I'm not coming there. But i that's what I'm saying right now. They tried and failed, and that's disappointing. But it has me feeling optimistic that if a player like that comes around again, like maybe even Odell Beckham, that they would at least pick up the phone and see what they'd have to give up and see if the player would come there. All right. Bandits lacrosse coming up next. Stay tuned. They are in Philadelphia for an 8 o'clock